Good afternoon, my friends. Thanks for joining us for one more session of Kardec After Lunch, hosted by Kardec Radio. Please feel free to download the app, Kardec Radio, and listen to programs and podcasts. Also, send questions to Kardec Radio's Twitter account. And remember that all of this work is done by volunteers, but there are costs associated with web and app hosting along with broadcast and publishing. If you're able to, please be kind and donate so this work of love may continue for many years to come. God bless. Um, if you're familiar with our, uh, our project, Kardec After Lunch, which is part of spiritismstudy.org, is we uh, try to uh, introduce people to Kardec, those who are not aware of it, and by reading and doing a little commentary of one of Kardec's works every day of the week. Uh, we start on Monday with the Spirit's book, and then do sequential reading, uh, continue on Tuesday with Medium's book, Wednesday on Gospel According to Spiritism, Thursday with Heaven and Hell, and finally Friday with Genesis. However, on Kardec Radio, we chose to do the Medium's book. That's what we read here. Um, now, the intent of this initiative, like I said, is to introduce you to Kardec if you are not aware or you have not adopted Kardec, even though you may be spiritism for some time. If you have not adopted Kardec as a, a daily in a, a reading uh, or a method of study, uh, just like to introduce that to you and perhaps a, a, an idea that has not uh, being proposed before, which is the sequential study as if it was a subject, uh, a science or a philosophy as uh, those two aspects of the doctrine. Uh, start your study from page one of book one and sequentially going to each one of the books until the last page of the last book. Uh, as, and as you're doing that, you will realize that we're doing just like we did in school, starting with simple concepts, which are the framework of more complex uh, topics that we're going to be touched later on in each one of those books. Uh, because many times I see people, uh, when they are introduced to Spiritism or many other faiths, uh, doctrines, beliefs, they start whatever they want. You know? That may not be the best approach to it, right? If I give you a book to read, let's say if it was a novel, you don't start at the middle or at the end, you start at the beginning, right? That way, by the time you reach the middle or the end, you know the characters, you know the backstory and all that, all that has happened. So you can make sense of what's to come. Same thing applies with the doctrine. So, without robbing us of more time, if you have this edition of the Medium's book, you're welcome to open it up on page number 107. If you don't have the book with you, I still recommend you uh, perhaps you can go to kardakpedia.com and open their work online that way. But I suggest you follow along our reading. We are on chapter four, explanation of the physical manifestations and we are 
on item number 14. And uh, as I'm reading, feel free to send in comments, questions, suggestions. Uh, if you uh, place them uh, on the post, they're going to be public. Uh, if you like them to be private, you can just click on the link to Spiritism Study and send us a message directly that way. So, number 14, what role does the medium play in this phenomenon? And the answer from the spirit is, I have already said that the medium's own fluid is combined with the universal fluid accumulated by the spirit. The uniting of both the animalized and universal fluid is required in order to endow the table with life. So, quick break here. We're talking about the explanation of the phenomenon of the talking tables or dancing tables, which was basically the phenomenon uh, that was very in, in commonplace in the middle of the 19th century in Europe. And it was initially treated as a pastime, as a form of entertainment uh, with no intelligent, no value to it. But once uh, it, it was shown that there was some intelligence behind it, that in some instances there was no able to communicate through pre-arranged methods of, you know, of communication, um, Kardec, amongst others, of course, became very interested in it and started to devise theories to explain it. Why is this happening? How is it happening? And by actually uh, trying to solicit some explanation from the spirits, that's how we got some of this knowledge we're talking about right now. So he continues on and says, However, you must not forget that this life is only momentary. It stops with the cessation of the fluid's action, and often before the process is fully completed, as soon as the amount of the fluids is no longer sufficient to animate the table. So it was a, a necessary interaction between a person, in this case, let's say a medium, an incarnated spirit, and a discarnate spirit that would collaborate with fluids necessary to animate that table and uh, enable that table to act as if it had life and use it in order to make movements they will be interpreted as yes, no, uh, numbers or letters in order to form words, sentences and so forth, right? So. Why is it important that we uh, read and try to understand this so we can remove the idea of the supernatural, of the miracle, of the of something that it's not in accordance with the laws of nature? This once explained, much as in magnetism, electricity, of any of many of the major forces of nature, once explained. Once we are, say, we give the necessary mental effort to study, you know, the, the necessary, the simple concepts that needed to be understood in order to assimilate the more complex ones, then it ceases to be a mystery, it ceases to be magic, it ceases to be supernatural. So, number 15, can a spirit act without resorting to a medium? 
the answer is it can act without the medium being aware of it. In other words, many persons help spirits to produce certain phenomena without even suspecting it. These persons are like fountains from which spirits draw the animal fluid they need. Consequently, the conscious participation of a medium, as you know, is not always necessary, especially with spontaneous phenomena. So, basically, there are many communications of phenomena that perhaps someone even can even be taken as communication, but medium, mediumistic phenomena that takes place without a person being aware that he or she is a medium and is unwittingly collaborating uh, for those phenomena to occur. Uh, it's just uh, perhaps a, uh, a happenstance or by opportunity. Uh, we are always at all times surrounded by spirits who are either uh, close to us by reason of affinity or other reasons. Uh, just but let's say we are we are passing by a place he or she uh, held dear to them while in life and they're still around it, that place. So there are many, many reasons uh, why you occur, but as we understand more and more how that happens, uh, we, like I say, we, we remove some of that, um, the mysticism behind it and replace it with knowledge, belief. So continue, number 16. Does the animated table act with intelligence? Does it think? So he's asking, Kardec is very uh, reasonably asking, is, is the table that has its own intelligence? Is that what happened? We're just giving it a little bit of life so he, you know, the table can communicate. Is this it? So all those questions he makes, it's, of course, in order to, um, for him to gain the knowledge necessary to go forward with the question and all that, but those also are meant to enlighten us. All the work that Kardec has done is meant to educate us. Many of the questions he asked, he knew the answer himself, but he felt necessary. He understood that for him to pass this on, he had to behave as if he was given a lecture, right? But he was, let's say, the interviewer, you know, interviewing someone, but for the benefit of the audience, right? So we have to always make this, this, this mental exercise when we are studying Kardec, not just to transport us to the real as much as we can transport us to reality of Europe of the middle of the 19th century. And uh, also um, trying to understand from their point of view, which it's, sometimes it's hard if you, you try to uh, understand their point of view without the benefit of the, the knowledge that we now have by having a fully formed doctrine, right? Now let's continue. The object itself does not think. It is like a walking stick that you might use to make an intelligent signal to someone. The vital vitality that animates it enables it to obey the impulse of the intelligence behind it. 
you should realize that the moving table does not become a spirit and it has neither thought nor will. We frequently use a similar expression in everyday language concerning a wheel that is spinning rapidly. We say that it is animated by a rapid movement. So here he goes to categorically deny the fact that the table has intelligence. The table doesn't have intelligence. Oh, hello, Tony. Tony Torres, thank you for your support. Thank you for your viewership. Uh, so the table itself does not have intelligence, but you just animate it and is being used as a means to an end by the intelligence of a spirit or uh, other, uh, like, let's say, sorry, not just one spirit, but being used to animate and trans, uh, uh, call it, transpose, you know, that barrier that exists between the spiritual world, the material world, so we can exchange knowledge, messages, and further on, by studying, we try to understand why, you know, what's the reason behind this communication, and how can it assist us in fulfilling our purpose in the divine providence, as they, the communicating part, and the receiving end, we're both fulfilling or trying to fulfill our purpose. Continuing, number 17. What is the preponderant cause in the production of this phenomenon? The spirit itself or the fluid? And the answer is the spirit is the cause and the fluid is its, in, sorry, is its instrument. Both are required. So... Although both are required, he said, one is the cause, and one is just an instrument. Now, if you remove the instrument, can communication still take place? Perhaps by other means, right? If I remove a pencil from you, you can no longer write, but would you be able to find perhaps another means to communicate? Perhaps so, right? But an instrument by itself, a pencil, a pen, or, you know, something like that, cannot communicate without the intelligence behind it, right? Number 18. In this case, what role does the medium's will play? The answer is to call upon the spirits and to aid them in giving impulse to the fluid. Is the medium's will always indispensable? The answer is... It increases the potency, but it is not always necessary, since a movement may occur in spite of or contrary to the medium's will. Further proof for the existence of an independent cause. See that there are some things that we cannot oppose, even if you choose not to believe it. Uh, but thank you for your time, and thank you for your support. And remember, this is just one of the initiatives of Spiritism Study. Please feel free to follow a link uh, to our Facebook page or our website and be, uh, find out more details about all other initiatives. Uh, thank you, and until next time, Godspeed to all.